I, I showed you guys the, the Volt video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... Um, Inspiring. I feel that I know everything about the movement now just by watching, watching that. You know, <laughs> I always get. The, I also get the feeling too that they couldn't find like they have all the people just like in a weird montage speaking to you. But they yeah. couldn't find like one sexy person to like. I found know, it all very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but just like not like 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 authoritatively. I was inspired sexy. and aroused by yeah. watching I'm a that. Sexual, but just for saying we need to have a unified U- Europe. Pan European. Europe. Anyone who says pan European just gets me going. <laughs> Rightfully so. Rob, you want me to do uh, pan European ASMR? Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. Hi. Today, we're, we're talking about Federalist Europe, Donna's People's Republic. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it <laughs> I'm leaving the pod <laughs> <laughs> hey welcome to your weekly corner spatey um, we got the full gang here um, I am Nick I'm Karen I'm still Julia <laughs> what's up it's Rob yeah we're uh we're uh it's a sleepy Sunday afternoon. Sleepy Sunday afternoon. Oh, yeah. We're all, uh, we're all, you know, enjoying German breakfast over here. Woo! <laughs> Fuck German breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> I had too much bread. Julia, by the way, is back after. Uh, you know, we didn't mention this at all, but Julia, yeah. because we're so poor, volunteered herself to like be a, a test dummy for for yes. dr- for drugs. For drugs it was fun. So she wasn't here for. I was the in last, a hospital like, for five days and I couldn't go outside. It was thirty degrees outside. Yeah. And they fed me bread. Just bread. <laughs> Just bread. <laughs> I mean, I'm German. I have an existential crisis now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. All right, so today we're talking about a myriad of things. Yeah, Everything good, everything positive, you know, keeping the good vibes going. Yeah, are we talking about the revolutionary moment in Sudan? No. <laughs> we talk about a general strike in Brazil? No. no. Are we talking about the rise of Hindu nationalism in India? No. Are we talking about maybe a right-wing uh, coup brewing in Germany? There was that politician that just turned up dead last week, and there was some uh, something in Tots about how like they're just like right-wing groups are telling like soldiers and everybody like come yeah, join us. <laughs> the revolution is coming. <laughs> Not talking about that uh, that either. Talking we're talking about that. the important things, and we're also talking about what you fucking hogs, all you listeners. I check the stats. I see you fucking love hearing about the EU. So you know what? That's what we're going to talk about. All right? Yeah. We're just going to wind Kieran up and let him go and just go keep talking about the <laughs> Three EU. Three hours later. This is the most important thing going on in the world. This is democracy in action, folks. Oh, God, I love it. Yeah, we're talking about Volt. <laughs> Woo! Yay! Hashtag Volter. A party that got one MEP, but I'm obsessed. Weird. <laughs> we're devoting an entire fucking episode to a part two to this. Jean-Claude, <laughs> hashtag Volk- Volter. Volter. <laughs> uh, save it. We'll get to that. All right. So, um, I, I fucking, if anyone saw us on a Jack AM stream, Volt got mentioned. I went off because I was mid-research breaking my brain on this shit. Um and do we have to provide context of who Volt is? Yes. Yeah. Um, Volt is this like terrifyingly centrist politics without politics party. Um, the only thing that they have an opinion about is is private public partnerships. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really. Not like the Greens that. were bad or any other uh, any other of these like kind of 
bougie parties without like a real rooted constituency mm. other than like yeah like well-to-do liberals uh volt is the next level baby yeah, this is like their like final form yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah i think we, we this is super saiyan five <laughs> well at least they have a nice color yeah they're <laughs> um they're a purple party yeah uh, that is their most principled position <laughs> i mean like <laughs> purple is always <laughs> the at color least they're very <laughs> purple is always the color in the u.s used for just like a state that's just like uh, i don't know so it fits perfectly yeah. <laughs> um so let's see i think i think we landed on a good way of describing volt um on the Jack AM stream of like, Volt isn't important. No, they're not important not at all. Not important at all. Uh, I'm going mad. They're the only thing that give uh, Kieran a meaning in his life, though, because you need something to <laughs> to chase I after. To, I need to fill all these spreadsheets with something. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so they're the only. I think the thing that's great about them is they're like the perfect distillation of like bullshit centrist politics. I feel like a lot of bullshit centrist politics can dress it up a lot better or pretend they're something they're not. Volt has gone away with all gotten rid of all of that shit. <laughs> it's just like like literally in their website at the moment is just we made it. Yay! <laughs> One MEP. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna spend the episode translating some of this stuff because you guys don't understand how like startups and businesses work. So I'm gonna explain. That's like <laughs> lean and synergetic. All right. Yeah. You can't waste too much time on all yeah. that fluff. You got to focus awesome. on the facts. You know. Well, we, we made it. And to be honest, I you've also landed on something accidentally here because they are very much like the startup grift. Oh yeah. Like turned into a political party. They're disrupting the think, EU. Do you think <laughs> they have like beer cacks and like ball playgrounds in their Brussels office? Oh, probably. They also probably tell all their people who work there of like, yeah, we would like if you, you know, stay until five, but we'll give you free beer afterwards. So exactly, please stay until 10 o'clock exactly. at night. If and you, you feel like you're all friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you feel like you're all friends with them. And yeah. he actually, Both is just one big he, family. <laughs> he actually searched for like people to work in his Brussels office on Twitter. So, Fuck. <laughs> Who did? The, uh, uh, Damian. Oh, Damian von... Von Freiherr von... Damian Aronimus von... Aronimus. Who the fuck? I can't wait. Aronimus. Like, so he named okay. himself after a fucking black metal artist. Damian. Cool. Okay, Damian Aronimus <laughs> sounds like a fucking like, vampire nickname for a chat I was in when I was 12 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like playing roleplay and shit. We're going to have Yulia read his full name here to pronounce it correctly. Okay. This is the German MEP from Volt and it's one of the three co-founders. He's also maybe a black metal musician. We don't don't add us. Do you like think that. like the E is actually a Dehnungs E? So it's like Boselager. So you don't pronounce the E. Not Boselager. Yeah, like, because he like, doesn't like angry. Kid. He doesn't put the umlaut in, so that's irritating to oh, okay. me. Okay, so. well, read it how well, you would okay. read it. Okay, Damian Hieronymus Johannes Freiherr von Boselager. Fucking hell! This Oder sounds like, like like one of what Kieran was saying in the last episode. This sounds like another name generator. Like it's like <laughs> first name of a Nazi, then like an outdated German slur, and then fawn black metal band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got like serious like Austrian name vibes. Um, yeah, he's yeah. he's one of the three co-founders. I'll get into the co-founders in a bit, I guess. Um, but they just this whole party. Actually, no, fuck. I'm getting into the co-founders now. Um, the three co-founders is Damian Bozalaga, mm-hmm. um, Andrea Verzon. Um, mm. Let me see if I can get the other one because the other one is the French girl. Her name is 
Colom Cahen Salvador. Fucking hell. Oh, well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't stutter. Um, Yeah. What's with the names? (laughs) These are the three people who started this. And they look like scrappy young teens. They look like... Yeah. Just all happen to be members of the aristocracy. (laughs) Yeah. Actually... Fun fact about Damian. Yeah. Um, so he he calls himself only Damian Bozelaga. Mm. And people asked him, like, there was an interview with him, and, and they asked him why. Like, why he's not um, parading his aristocracy around. And he said, oh, I just got used to it. It doesn't have anything to do with that I'm distancing myself from, like, where I come from. Because everyone is born the way they are born. Yes. Some Some people are just aristocratic, so... He's it fucking doing like <laughs> it's Pride Month. Exactly. Lady Gaga's born this way. Look at bored aristocrat. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, really. Like shit, like Volt and progressive politics in general is just a way to like launder class power into another form. Like, I'm not a rich person. I'm just another young person like you worried about our future. And we have to, I have an organization set up. If you join me we're, together, we can do this. And if you just attach these labels like progressive or what's, what's uh, even easier, this like new formation that's like being cultivated, just say, I'm pro-European. You know, I'm progressive. And then you just tick the boxes. And everyone's like, all right, this is politics. His favorite word is pragmatic, though. <laughs> the, um, so it's, it's worth pointing out that these three fuckers kind of, Probably all met at um, McKinsey and Company, mm-hmm. which nice. is a how are they described? They are a giant American worldwide management consulting firm. Oh, you yeah. may know them as from such scandals as <laughs> <laughs> that time they told Saudi Arabia about all the dissidents and got them all killed. This is gonna take a while. Can we, Nick? Can you edit in that Green Day song? It's something unpredictable. <laughs> well, we just go through the whole history of all of the McKinsey. Um, <laughs> providing information to the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, better known as ICE. <laughs> <laughs> Support for authoritarian regimes. And Lovely. classic and big one of all, the 2008 financial crisis. <laughs> you know, everyone needs their peak day resistance. <laughs> for eight easy payments of 1995, these can all be yours on special edition <laughs> two-sided discs. Ongoing South African corruption scandal. Whoa. Yeah, it's a big... The fucking scandals part of their Wikipedia page is huge. And the great thing about going to the McKinsey Group's website at the moment is just like, we've rebranded. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine why. That's what? that fucking, like, yeah, that's that, that that's like that whole, like, Blackwater tactic. Like, yep, we're no longer Blackwater. We're now, <laughs> yeah. we have we're a now different called name Academia. Now. <laughs> yeah, or exactly. Academy or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds more... Yeah, trust, yeah. oh, wait, we're not called Academy anymore. We're called We Don't Exist Anymore. We're now a shell company in fucking, like, Abu Dhabi or something. Lovely. Um, but the thing is like even if they rebrand um they're still like one of the big three consulting firms and everyone who wants everyone who like wants to like they they still hold their clout in that way like you still have like there's still like all the like top schools at least in the u.s and i'm sure in other countries are just feeding into these consultancies to just like go do evil stuff in germany yeah like it's amazing no matter what they're called yeah in germany you see like and and uh pricewaterhousecooper hanging out at potsdamer platz i think all of them just look at how many events they 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 uh (laughs) coolest place to hang out i know right (laughs) hey fellow berliners i'm hanging out in your local keats potsdamer platz (laughs) (laughs) nobody lives there (laughs) i just go to my local starbucks here at the Sony Center. <laughs> <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts afterwards. 
Oh god. But um, yeah, like if you look at any of the like like um, at least like in a German university sense, when you look at the things that then are sponsored on campus of like career day and this and that, and that just at the very bottom will be like Deloitte, Pricewaterhouse Cooper, <laughs> McKinley, and whatever the yeah. fuck it is. Like there is a massive um, funnel into these as well too in Germany, especially if you study law, mm-hmm. just so you can be like, you want to be horrible, like. <laughs> Actually, they, yeah, yeah, they <laughs> have those career days, and they actually like try to get people directly from the universities to like yeah, yeah. Or already while they, while they are studying. Yeah, like and oh, you can work with us. These like these you controversies pages are thesis. just like all like it's, it's like yeah. kind of like copy and pasted on like every single one of these companies' <laughs> Wikipedia pages. It's like, an, it's like an analytics algorithm online. It's uh, we see you're interested in studying law. Are you interested <laughs> in doing more evil? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about helping us? <laughs> Yeah, so it was weird because I watched the. Um, how do Germans pronounce that? Art TV, A R T. Yeah, so that's like a, a French German channel. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a documentary on Volt. I'm very proud of that. It was very positive. <laughs> and I'm seriously. It, 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 it was very like from their framing it was very positive yeah. but it did like tell tell on itself a little bit meet the young disruptors changing how we think about politics well it, it is like the cultural like it's like the logical cultural endpoint yeah. of of everything in europe it's sort of like yeah. we're gonna get this new liberal structure in place or it's just gonna keep running and what do we do with our spoils we're just gonna jerk ourselves off and like oh the politics is just a sandbox we can play in and see, watch ourselves disrupt you know like tell <laughs> tell these young people like oh good job you're really being indoctrinated into the system we're really proud of you <laughs> like that's that's it it just just keeps cycling around <laughs> Europe is when you get your rib removed so that you can suck <laughs> your own dick. <laughs> the rib is Russia. <laughs> oh, God. So, right. yeah, um, but the little things that they kind of let slip in the documentary are really telling and really good. And they kind of like... when They, they were shit. <laughs> they finally introduce Andrea Verzon, who is like um, the current president, but he didn't get elected because he was the head of the list in Italy. Um, yeah, yeah. No chances. I'll get to that a bit in the documentary because it's fucking hilarious. But the they introduce him and they're like, and he was a former consultant for the McKinsey Group. We're like, of course, <laughs> and so was uh, Damien Busalaga for like three years. And then they also revealed um, Colom, the 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 female uh, co-founder and like the policy head for Vault. Was like is Andrea's girlfriend? Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds unpredictable. I, just, I, just, I can totally That just like makes me think that. of like those oh like God. you know those like like um. It's like a power couple and their best friend. No, but I imagine like 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 one oh, of those. Yeah, <laughs> it's like in Breaking Bad, you know. He it's probably all, like turns out. It's like one of those mess. rap songs where it's like, <laughs> it's like one of those rap songs where it's like, yeah, girl, you know, like, you know, you could be with me. We could be doing all this like crazy hood shit, you know, but that in terms of Europe, like you got to get yourself a ride or die girl to do EU policy. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> this is my oh, policy. <laughs> um, yeah. So God, fuck, like, where do I fucking start with all these guys? So all these three people just like s- continuously say fucking nothing and they're absolutely terrible. The documentary also had. Other great moments of the documentary is like the Italian launch of Vault, where they're like, oh, there's so many cues. We didn't predict this. Oh my God. And there's like, 
we got 500 signatures today. That's great. And then, like, the narrator comes in and be like, but it's a long road ahead because they need 150,000 to run the party. <laughs> 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 I'm like, yes. Well, um, yeah. Taking one step after another. Oh, Jesus, yeah. The other one is um, the they revealed the... So 25%... In the whole transparency effort of Vault, they revealed that like 25% of all the money they raise goes towards like media training. Uh, because again, that's their view of politics, where that's like the most important thing. Um, and they hire this company, this London-based firm called 89Up, um, which is great. It looks really nice. You know, Europe's first impact agency. Blah. <laughs> Ooh, cool. I hate when marketing firms call themselves something fucking stupid. Impact agency impact, impact agency, agency. Uh-huh. What the yeah. uh, i'm a content manager i'm just like genuinely confused <laughs> oh, that's how it sounds like a euphemism like a shell company for like a porn studio like we're gonna <laughs> call ourselves an impact agency no well, one will know what we're doing what, like that's definitely what like a fuckboy causes like sex boobs <laughs> 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 gotta have some impact on your <laughs> oh, i'm an ally i'll give you a lot of agency <laughs> <laughs> Ah, dumb jokes but like the guy who's there for this company absolutely fucking terrible guy he's written articles um i can get his name he's the ceo of 89 up um but like he's written absolutely terrible articles being like Theresa may the hillary clinton of the uk (laughs) (laughs) and then he and then he dabbed at the end of it this is a german person no british british of course um (laughs) So, but the other thing is that 89Up is just kind of used this weird, they're like a pro-journalism advocacy group, but they use it for the weirdest things possible. So, if anyone doesn't know, there was this huge scandal in the UK where uh, News Corp, Murdoch's group, were like getting all their leads by having their journalists hack people's phones and like search through their messages and call records and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, a bunch of legislation was brought in the UK to stop this from happening again. And 89 and up had to come in with their opinion being like, this is an attack on the freedom of press. <laughs> Wait, <Woo! what? laughs> but they do it from like a liberal standpoint. It is just like a liberal like wow. bait and switch where they don't mention at all why this legislation is being brought up, but it is attacking the press, which is technically correct. But like it's stopping you from doing really dodgy illegal shit. Yeah, that's not a galaxy brain take. That's a you know you you got your ground floor take like yeah. Murdoch is back. But then once you go up to the penthouse like floor eighty nine and up, that's the penthouse <laughs> take, baby. Woo! Puns. <laughs> Murdoch uh, is good actually. <laughs> uh, but he was there giving them like in Amsterdam media training and like all the shit he was saying was like really awful garbage of just like. Uh, no matter what question they ask you, you have to bring it back to the point you want to talk about. Like, don't actually answer any real questions. Never go off record with anyone. This is when, like, um, Buzalaga asked a question in the audience being like, so I went out for drinks with a bunch of journalists. Is anything I said, uh, like, he was like, yes. And I was like, and he just goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> I really, really want to find out that little scene. Like, everyone's got, like, everyone in the room laughs and it's, like, meant to be a playful moment or whatever. But I'm just like, what did he say? <laughs> yeah. I really want to know. Um, so that's that's kind of some of their shit in a nutshell. Um, and there's like one tragic thing from the documentary that I want to bring up later after I go through some other stuff. But any questions, thoughts so far 
on this wonderful organization. They sound cool. I'm um I've already declared myself king of this organization on Twitter. So uh, but for the Greek chapter, for the Greek chapter, mm-hmm. yes, because oh. they don't have one. They, they do have, have one. They do have. They one. do have one. It just it only has a Facebook page that has like wait, let me check like how many three hundred likes. I have all this information. Yeah, well, they have it a... is the most pathetic thing I've ever seen because you go onto their you go onto their website. So you go onto what Volt Europa, yeah, which. Could sound like a uh, a white nationalist organization. Kind oh, they're of. actually they're actually doing quite well in Greece. Their uh, Facebook page has two thousand and thirty three likes. That's a lot more than the rest. Oh wow, that Seriously? is so impressive. Mm. Yeah. So okay, this gets me into something else that kind of leads into the whole like startup culture weird shit that they do, which is they have a very very weird social media strategy. So. It's very clear if you go through all of the Facebook pages they have for each different chapter, like Volt Estonia, Volt Finland, blah, blah, blah. Everyone in these Facebook groups were given X amount of money to buy X amount of likes. So how it usually works with Facebook is you run these ads, you target them at people, and they promise you a range of likes. And that's why most of the least attended to Facebook pages um, have in around somewhere between 300 to 400 likes. And it is like clockwork. Some of them even have like the exact same number of likes. Like two of them have 351 likes. Um, They're, wait, sorry. They may have 2,000 whatever yeah. um, followers, but their street team thing oh, yeah. only has 37. Yeah, yeah of course. Well, there's only 37 <laughs> people on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Like an absolute joke. It's, it's, absolute, it's absolute horse garbage. Like there's all of it because... Some of them, yeah, other things about the social media strategy is they were done in for spamming a bunch of subreddits. Uh, Seriously? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I don't know why that that's is a praxis. strategy. That is a <laughs> this is the thing. It's not like... <laughs> they put, like, way too much belief into social media because Wait, it is... Wait, wasn't their whole fucking thing on their, on their thing, like, oh, like, you're doing activism online? You suck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're like that, yeah. and then they turn it, around and they'll be like, "Ladies, you're trying to build the the perfect European wide uh, political you get, party." You get Ten dollars. All yeah, right. In the, in <laughs> you you have five hundred likes. All right. All right. Fifty likes. Like has a, has a good social media strategy. All right. Like one thousand likes believes in anything at all. <laughs> Damn, I always get tricked by this game. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, so they they got done in for like spamming a bunch of subreddits that like naturally in like things like. Uh, RDE and R Netherlands and a bunch of countries they were running in there like occasionally the conversation would come up amongst actual subreddit like people on the reddit uh, like I don't know who I'm voting for who do I vote for what the fuck's going on and naturally like the same three or four people were coming in being like vault vault yeah, vault yeah, vote yeah. vault I, I should okay vote. to be fair four per language <laughs> so, <laughs> like, wow uh, there was like four dutch people there was four german people there was four like i think they were trying that shit in belgium as well mm-hmm. so what did they speak dutch or french <laughs> or german like it also like uh uh volt picked a name that then's like you were saying can be in every language the idea yeah, behind true. volt is that it's in every language it was originally i should mention they were originally registered as vox maybe <laughs> 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 yeah. they like really took off in spain it was just yeah, like uh, maybe that we're just a split like splitting group <laughs> of vox <laughs> they come back like they come back like three months later it's like so what are you guys doing well we're in parliament right now we've adopted you know the the very you know 
pro-Europe agenda, but by pro-Europe, I mean just like Spain. And white Spain. <laughs> Spain should be Europe. Um, by should Europe should be Spain. Well, we're going back to Europe's original identity. Yeah. A ca- like Catholic monarchy everywhere. <laughs> that's, that, that, like, that's what we were, right? Yeah. And they're just like, oh. Then you like, don't even have to worry about like what to say in, in, in like Belgium anymore because you can just speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Belgium is going back to the Spanish crown. Exactly. Let's go. Um, we have we have our like five plus one manifesto, and uh, most of that is just um, five different North African countries we'd like to carpet bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say this plus one extra one. <laughs> five plus one. Challenge. It's we, like we it's, didn't know how to carry. Uh, like, we didn't know how to count the uh, Saharan Western. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, like, it's, it's like that. It's, it's it's like that U.S. plan. Like after they invaded Afghanistan, there was an actual like I think it was an actual six plus one regime change thing. It's like first we're going to go into Afghanistan, then we're going to go to Iraq, then Iran, oh. then Somalia, then Syria. Wow. Then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we're just going to throw a dartboard at a globe. Yeah. Like thank but, you for the for the Howard <laughs> Dean take. Right there. You're welcome. Shout out our American listeners. Yeah, it sounds like like their icon would just be like the 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 Nazi Africa Corps logo, and then instead of a swastika in the middle, it's just like the ring of EU stars. Like, <laughs> cool, nice. taking it over, baby. <laughs> and say what you will about the like groups of four, but I think the like Einsatzgruppen strategy works well. Like, you know, they can they can they can get a lot done in in, in their groups. Definitely. <laughs> oh God. So. All right, Rob giving us his small input on German military tactics. <laughs> All right, going 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 further into the Volt shit and their social media strategy is. So I think we we talked about this on the EU episode, and we mentioned this when we were on Jack AM. But like, their strategy is very much brand recognition. Like you were saying, you you found the like Nick was saying he found them on like college campuses where they were just handing out cards that just had Volt written no, on them. They were just thrown everywhere. So, yeah. So they're uh, by the way, they are pro green policy, <laughs> and they just littered on campus. <laughs> like that was their promotion. It was just throwing these like index cards that said Volt spray painted on them. Yeah. So it is very much just like get your brand out there and uh, people like if people remember you, you they might vote for remember you. the name. Yeah. Ten percent luck, twenty percent skill, fifteen percent I don't know Carpet social bombing. media <laughs> social media power of will. hundred percent shady investment from rich people. We'll get into that. Um the last thing about 100% their s- reason you should remember the name, Volt. <laughs> the last <laughs> thing about brand. their social media th- uh, campaign that I found particularly funny is they really don't know what to do with the fuck with hashtags. I mentioned to you guys before we started that one of their hashtags is just horny AF. Um, <laughs> Again, strategic. Strategic. Um, one of their hashtags is hashtag Volter, which oh, I love yeah, uh, which is. The name they give themselves are people who like support the movement, but it's mm-hmm. also for someone who is a fan of, uh, I think it's Jenny. Gen- Jenny, yeah. Yeah, Jenny Volt, who is a French porn star. <laughs> <laughs> Europe, baby. <laughs> and if you ever just click into the hashtag Volter thing, it is just one like follow back pro European um, <laughs> crank from somewhere in the middle of England talking about like how great Volt is. And then like, 20 pics of just porn. <laughs> just really good porn. Like, <laughs> really good porn. Yeah, Jenny Volt for EU Commission President. I'm, I, oh, I, this, hell yeah. I uh, won't vote for we're on, we're on In this fight, we're on Team Volt. <laughs> yeah, my favorite one, though, that I saw was that dude dressed as Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was like... 
you know, I'm a Volter now. She made the conference so much better. And I don't know if he was talking about, like, without the picture, yeah. it would have sounded exactly like somebody went to a Volt Definitely. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. see the picture. <laughs> then you see the picture of him dressed as, like, like, I guess she was at, like, a cosplay convention, which, cool that she's doing the overlap. Like, I don't know who she is, but, you know. Love it. Batman <laughs> seems to really like you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and now and now we get into like the the dodgy shit of like where they get their money. So Volt is like really really proud of the fact that they um, show off their donations, and in all the like AMAs they did on Reddit, because again that's how you do politics. Um, wink, wink. Is fucking... take it from an expert. Just message everyone individually. Harder yeah, to I track. was about to say, don't we do? Ah, <laughs> oh, some inside baseball right there. Um, the yeah so they're doing amas and the german ama correctly just like went off on like their dodgy donations that led like led me down several rabbit holes um they constantly talk about the fact that they're crowdfunded and the people of the german ama correctly pointed out look you're trying to steal like the valor basically of like campaigns like aoc bernie sanders dm25 if anyone knew who they were kind of thing of like when people say crowdfunded, usually it means small donations, and all of those campaigns had a cap on like no more than a thousand. Thousand is the maximum yeah. donation that you can make. Um, and this is not the case with Vault at all. Uh, you can just go fucking ham with the donations you can give them. They also like, oh, we're transparent. Any donation above three grand will show you the name of. I personally think I'll get the rest of you guys to weigh in, but. Three grand is, like, very much too high, the lower limit. Like, if someone gave two grand, I think that's a substantial donation from a single individual. Um, And at the same time, the government of Italy agrees with me because they kind of, like, claim on Volt Europa, like, oh, we'll show you all these donations. Aren't we great? We're doing it voluntarily. Italy forces every party to show off um, 500 euro or above, so they have to show off all of that. Uh, they're not doing this voluntarily because another way they obviously like confuse where their money is coming from is because there is Volt Europa, Volt Netherlands, Volt Italia, Volt Deutschland, and they only have to list the donations given to each of those as separate institutions on the separate websites. So if you want to see everyone who's donated, you have to go to each fucking one of these websites. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are like some people are taking advantage of that to like confuse that and i think they are obeying local laws because a handful of volt websites that i know their campaigns were reasonably successful like france for example don't show their donations because i don't think france makes you show donations over a certain amount or not all of volt's donations come from jesse volt <laughs> <laughs> i i believe that um i would support this party 100 percent if it's just the political wing of a french porn star <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we had that with an Italian one, so why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Fuck it. Um, and actually, there are like chapters that are getting no money because they have just like no success on the ground. Um, but let's go into some of these top donors here. Yes, yeah, before we move on, I just want to point out that Kieran admitted what we've all been saying. He and the Italian government agree all the time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> on everything. On everything. <laughs> oh, God, those Italians. That's a, that's a <laughs> spicy coalition you've got there all right um so on the top of the top three donations or like three of the top five donations are coming from this one guy called christian oldendorf um 
who is the son of like a Hamburg shipping magnate. Cool. Yeah, nice. Ham- cool. I mentioned Hamburg, Rob's. <laughs> and it's this weird venture capitalist company that he runs called Amplifier Lab. And this is where I think a lot of the weird tech shit in Volt's manifesto comes from. Mm, probably. Because all the stuff they talk about is like really, really, really buzzwordy. Tech Using shit. Techno- new technologies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they really like that one. <laughs> in one of the AMAs, I think it was like the Dutch AMA, they came this fucking close to saying, we're going to put Europe on the blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm in. I don't. I don't know what it does. <laughs> I think everything should be run by blockchains. Yeah. It has no social value, so I'm cool. Like, let's 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 go for it. Like you know, that. Marx talked about the dictatorship of the proletariat. We want the dictatorship of, of the, the blockchain. blockchain. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's 21st century solutions. Definitely new technologies. Hashtag new technologies. <laughs> one of the one of the six points in their manifesto is called literally called the smart state. Uh, Hashtag smart state. <laughs> where like they want to put like healthcare on an app or whatever. And the entire thing Think. is just like an incoherent looking for angel investment rant. Mm. Um, and that kind of explains where they're getting their money from as well. Because also littered in here is a bunch of like startups that gave money to this project that now, since they've given money, have gone defunct and no longer exist. Oh, yeah, possibly because fascinating. <laughs> possibly because... I mean, it's like, a tough word out there for startups. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, you sure they're not like those shell companies that just... Like, <laughs> oh, no, they're in here too. Oh, okay. That's a separate thing. <laughs> oh. Because basically, you're always able to, like, especially when in the Netherlands, you can always find an address for these companies, and Google Maps will tell you what used to be there. Because it will be like, this was a business that was here, now permanently closed kind of thing um so you get that but then there's also just like yeah there's this thing called mmm driesman which donated eight thousand two hundred euro to the dutch chapter and that's just a post box in belgium with an inactive vat status oh nice it's literally one of the top 20 donors to this fucking party is a post box so <laughs> very rich post box <laughs> very wealthy po- very well to do post box post box with a monocle on it um <laughs> I know, right? that is cute uh that's too cute for the likes of this uh, one of the other big donors, like I said, okay, going back to Oldendorf, Christian Oldendorf, he donated as a top donor in one donation 95 grand um, to the German party, but he also donated 25 grand to the European party. And from what I can tell, although this is a little fuzzy, 25 grand to the French one. Um, so that's a fucking whopping total right there. We also have another guy called Klaus van Lupe, who is um, <laughs> that's a funny name. Party. Yeah, that's why he donates because his son's in the party. Um, I'm just he, seeing a lot of supportive dads. I know, right? and sons here. It's a Georgian dream. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is hey beautiful. dad, if you're listening to us, uh, please write us a check for ninety five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Um, yeah, Klaus van Lupe gave in one donation to the German chapter twenty grand. He's managing director for Hanover Finance. GmbH. Um, yeah, sounds nice. Yeah, he makes he basically donates because it's his son, but he also donated uh, another additional ten grand to the Deutsch uh, to the Deutschland party, 
um, because he owns a small company called Procuda, which apparently just exists to send money to political parties. <laughs> so there we go. That's great. Uh, other fun people in here is a person who donated 10 grand to the t- uh, Italian party, Antonio Belloni. <laughs> Seriously, it's Belloni, <laughs> not Belloni. They, they they gave up with making up all these fake names and fake companies. Like they Tony, just Tony Belloni. <laughs> and this, this is this is why it's great that Germans are racist because the Germans are just sitting there being like, "Fuck, what are we gonna call our Italian donor? Yeah. Fucking, fucking Belloni, Belloni. <laughs> Tony Belloni, <laughs> Sylvia Pizza." <laughs> God, I'm hungry. <laughs> Um, no, Antonio Belloni. Um, it's another rich guy who Tony do- Belloni. Tony Belloni. Um, another rich guy. He's managing director of LVMH, uh, formerly of Procter and Gamble. LVMH, if anyone doesn't know, is like one of the biggest companies in Europe um, because LVMH stands for. Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy. Oh, oh yeah, 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 true. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I read yeah. about that. Yeah. So of course. I've also looked into this. This is a common tactic with LVMH because mm-hmm. their man- like their uh, shareholding board is so pan-European that when they want to support political parties and like usually countries have rules being like you have to be Italian to donate to the Itali- to an Italian party. You get Tony Baloney. Yeah, you get Tony Baloney on the nice. line. Or if you want to support a French party, we got one of them. Uh, we got a Polish lad. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is this has been a strategy for LVMH for a long time. Um a lot of people from the McKinsey group and it's hard to tell whether they're just actually trying to influence things or whether they're just like mates with the people running the party who have a lot of money. Because like there's this one guy called Marco Dondi who donated five grand, and he's like again a managing director of the McKinsey and Company group. Yeah, it's just it's just an entire shit show. Um, another company that I think is just permanently closed, based in the Hague. Um, yeah, so that is just those are the individual donors and also company donors. Oh, also. <laughs> This is something that I always see sold in like men's interest shops, but I don't know anyone who owns them. Um, and I have to bring it up now because it's just it's coming up. Um, let me see if I can find it again. Yeah, okay. Does anyone own a sacred wallet? Does anyone know what that is? I'm sure you've probably seen it in shops before. I'm assuming it's some type of wallet. Yes. Uh, it's Does the, it have the little coin purse? No, it's those wallets that basically just like when you press a button, all your cards like slide oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you've seen, seen those. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're always like the weird like impulse purchase things in like. <laughs> Is that how magicians do the trick? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to disrupt the magician industry. Um,. They're actually a big Dutch company, and they gave like twenty grand to this. Okay, so what does this have to do with a pan-European movement? I have no. Well, okay, they own Nick, a lot of cars. You asked, but this is the most European thing I've ever heard. You got like a shipping magnet. You got a magician. You got some guy <laughs> named like Tony Pajamas, and like that's Europe, baby. They're coming together <laughs> over their shared values. <laughs> um, I also kind of like forgot to mention the. The second biggest individual donation to the party was 35 grand made by someone called 
Lupa Ratatazzi. Uh, this was to the Italian party. It's a normal name. You can't laugh at a normal <laughs> Sorry, name. Sorry, I know it is. Lupa, Lupa. Uh, okay, true. Lupa, Lupa, Lupa gets a giggle. Yeah, uh, no, that I'll was a that giggle back. because Google Translate, when was working on the Italian website, just kept calling him Wolf Ratatazzi. And I was like, yeah. what a cool name! <laughs> Not cool. realizing that his name had been translated. Yeah, Lupo, yeah. Um, so this was one thing as well that when we were on the Jack stream, Kate asked if the airlines were involved. Turns out they are. All right. Lupo Ratazzi is on the board of a airline called Neos, which basically is for rich people and operates in the like northern part of Italy. But that's burying the lead a little bit. That was the first thing I found about out, found out about him because his last name throws it away. But he's a member of the Aganelli family, which is just this weird family that has been rich and successful in Italy since the year 400 AD. Um, they've got a family crest. They own everything in the form of a holding company called Exor, uh, which is Fiat Chrysler, Ferrari, mm. The Economist, controlling share of The Economist. Uh, and they're like one of the biggest donors to this party. So they're the George Soros of Italy then. Yeah, the Agnelli family, except... <laughs> they're not Jewish. <laughs> they're all really sexy as well. They're like really stereotypically Italian sexy, like really well-made suits, and they're just like, have Ferraris. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I can't, I, I can't, yeah. But they also have a family crest, and they are like, half of them have definitely murdered their brother, brothers and sisters on a ski slope to get the inheritance. Wait, that's what? just normal wow. Italian practice right there. <laughs> that's just like, that's, okay, okay, parody, parody, parody. <laughs> Not actually true, but still, it, you get that vibe from this family. Um, yeah, so that's that's the donors. That's the class of people we're dealing with. So that kind of tells you the nature of how much, like... There never any conservative conspiracies against these people. I know, right? Uh, oh. You haven't been reading Jan Fleischauer. <laughs> the Italians. <laughs> it all goes back to the Italians. Um, but yeah, these these guys... Mamma should... mia, they control the Europe. <laughs> <laughs> these guys should give you an indication of like how not threatening this party is to the status quo. Like Other than the policies, we could all tell that. But you know, there are some people... Uh, who like I've seen on Facebook who have genuinely been duped into thinking this party is going to make any substantial change um, in Europe, in Germany, wherever. I see people in like left circles in Berlin. I have to say, usually not German who are like, yeah, Volt sounds kind of good. I don't know much about them. Yeah. yeah, and yeah I'm yeah, like, yeah, that's the problem. Really? <laughs> like there isn't much to know. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, so can we go into the, uh, like their, the whatever like policies they do have? You mean uh, the PPP? We can sit here forever and talk about all the shady people behind it. Yeah. Also, um, there's two other things I want to do about funding, which is, first of all, George Soros mm-hmm. is actually involved. Oh, uh, hey! <laughs> Why not? Glenn Beck, get that chalkboard out. Um, he funds them through the Open Society Foundation. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. That's a big, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, so they received a 19,191 euro oh, donation from him. Didn't George, that one, like, make it an even 20. Hey, wait, didn't that like headquarter relocate to Berlin or something to, yeah, to yeah. Germany now? Yeah, because yeah, they're yeah. not too welcome in Hungary, the East. Hungary, Hungary, <laughs> they got, they yeah, got kicked out. Yeah, um, not only like that one. <laughs> then the other thing that I should mention briefly is another source of revenue for these guys is GoFundMe campaigns. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I do too. Like when my father makes like, is just makes his fucking millions from like one of the most exploitative industries in shipping mm-hmm. and like just, and just gives me a ton of money. Then I still go on and be like, yeah, hit up my Venmo, please. I'm trying to start a, new, a, a, sh- a shitty new uh, EU party. Thanks. Trust fun kids. You know, you always got to be hustling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so 
let's give you some numbers here. Um, as far as I can see, 17 GoFundMe campaigns. Uh, the reason GoFundMe is the platform of choice is because unlike Kickstarter, GoFundMe is not all or nothing. If you don't make the goal, you still mm-hmm. get to keep the money. And also GoFundMe, you can keep the campaign running. Like they don't have to set a deadline. Oh. So none of these have actually closed. They're also active. But at time of recording, only one. Yeah, only one has actually made its goal. The average percentage of towards goal is 32.4%. That's like... Kieran, running the numbers. I'm running the numbers. (laughs) It is stupid. The other thing I should mention is that the average donation on some of these campaigns is buck wild. Like basically, (laughs) because GoFundMe does tell you how many people have donated. Um, Let's see. For the Amsterdam General Assembly, where they like announced their policy positions, that big, they fundraised for that, didn't... They got 40% of the way there. And the they got 40% of the way there on a 10,000 euro goal from 18 donors, making the average donation over 200 euro. Wow. Um, yeah, this is buck wild. Some of it makes more sense. Like the Luxembourgish ones have the highest <laughs> average donation because Luxembourg is a joke of Very a country. Very on brand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Party registered there too. Oh, yeah, the whole headquarters of Volt is registered in Luxembourg. Makes sense. <laughs> to let you know how fucking else this could be. A bit how transparent dodged. and all that other so type of shit that they are. Again, nothing more European than being registered in Luxembourg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, do we actually want to go through their policy positions? Because it is very weak. We should, because some people out there are like, yeah, why not Volt? I don't know. They yeah. maybe even voted for them. So... The thing that makes me happy about the, like, AMAs that I did actually see where, like, the Volt candidates would go into, like, subreddits and be like, ask me anything, mm-hmm. is that the grift isn't working for a lot of people as well. Like, we know people, we've encountered people who've been duped by this, but I'm also seeing people who see right the fuck through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was also at, like, a reading group in Berlin recently, and as soon as I mentioned that I was deep diving into Volt, everyone was like, fucking Volt! <laughs> but, like, they have more seats than DM25, so... Yeah, yeah. It so, kind of had significantly more money than DM25 did. Yes. Yeah, like, because they have all that, those nice donors. <laughs> that was very obvious if you were on the ground in Berlin as well, mm-hmm. because, like, they were the first people to put up their posters... They were all well made, written, mm. like decently decent graphic design on the whole shit, like strong <laughs> branding. Like uh, did you about. see the thing about like the new technology thing? Because he was designing, he let a computer design one of his like um, uh, posters. So, and he uh, said, "Okay, this is uh, what I'm doing because new technologies are important." And so it's a video of uh, of Damian, yep. like letting a computer design his uh, like good uh, job <laughs> poster. Damian. Good job. I don't know if they put it up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how great that computer was doing. <laughs> it clearly worked because, baby, he won his seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so they had a lot more money. They were just very aggressive on the ground about this kind of shit. Um, but yeah, the policy positions. Let's go. Um, number one, smart state. <laughs> Is the one Technology. that we already briefly <laughs> mentioned already, which is just like a long rambling 
weird shitty startup pitch mm-hmm. are these all with hashtags in front of them too uh, again this is what lenin said be. you seize the state and make it smart <laughs> volt is applying that i is see why exactly all the leftists it. like volt oh, so uh, marx is lenin is it <laughs> um so let's let's not talk about that one it's dumb it's really dumb like technological solutions to problems imply that the problems were technological in the first place which they weren't Okay, number two, economic renaissance. Oh, renaissance. <laughs> yeah, here we that go. That sounds convincing. <laughs> and this is where we get into like the Macron shit. They were big fans of Macron when they started before it became very obvious that Macron was not going to be popular or good. Um, they've scrubbed all of that. I had to use the fucking Wayback Machine to find out that the like blog oh, so they rebranded just they like rebranded, they, yeah. <laughs> they um they had a blog section that was really extensive at one point and now there's like three entries okay. in the blog section of just like ah oh, we got mentioned in the guardian isn't that cool um <laughs> they used to have like way more shit to mine in there but it's very mm. hard to get nowadays all right economic renaissance will i just read this that's just guys? like yes please what, i like, want to hear it yeah go for it okay European economies need to become the engine of society's progress and allow for decent living standard for all. For this, we established three key levers, rebuilding economically challenged areas, fostering leadership in innovation. <laughs> That's always good. Startup shit again. <laughs> innovation. And Disruptive. Pu- <laughs> I'm pushing for the EU to become a social union. Okay. A socialist no, union. No, means anything. God, I keep Wait, getting mad whenever you <laughs> mention these. Wait, unless they mean that then the EU SSR, then <laughs> they don't mean anything. Of course they don't mean anything. Oh, God. All right, but have you considered that if we just fill Eastern Europe with like thousands of like co-working spaces and startup <laughs> hubs, yeah. incubators... They already have those. That's going to be great. I know, but... They do. But Volt, more. Volt just we wants... That's the real renaissance. That's all they need. More institutions. That's their economic <laughs> policy? Is just that drivel? Hang on, there's more. more in- oh, okay, cool. Privatized institutions. <laughs> yeah. This requires... Like innov- three asterisks. Like, by the way, all this is going to be extremely <laughs> privatized. Yeah. <laughs> this requires innovative policies to reduce bureaucracy, mm-hmm. tackle unemployment, revive innovation, <laughs> invest in smart and sustainable productivity and trade, and create a unified European social and fiscal system. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a fucking Wall Street Journal article. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, because I don't think it's going to come up again... Let's go on the rant that we went on on Jack AM about, you particularly went on, Nick, about uh, public-private partnerships. Oh. Yeah, that's like the one thing that they like. Of course. <laughs> the only, yeah, the only thing that they have an actual policy about is the relationship to PPPs. And they're like, these are cool. <laughs> I know like, with most things, they like don't give a fuck. And then when it comes to pri- pri- public-private partnerships, they're very they're like, explicit. They're like, it. a man's got to have a code. You know, that's the only thing. <laughs> the only thing you have in this life is your word. And I will I will go to the death defending the public-private partnerships. Yeah. Which is one of the most like atrocious things that oh, yeah. the European Union props up because it's just a scam. Yeah. It is a neoliberal scam that then typically is then through, uh, like you see this in the U.S. with like Puerto Rico mm. with the rebuilding of it, where you have just like yeah. these tenders that are just given off to the lowest bidder and shit like that. That's one example of it. And a lot of yeah, it, like the BER not being built mm-hmm. is because of private pu- yeah. pu- public private partnerships. Like these are horrible. They're neoliberal bullshit things. You end up with either projects that don't get done or they get done so cheaply and and, and shittily yeah. that the people that, that they're supposed to affect end up worse off because of it. Whatever yeah. it is yeah. that they're trying to do. And this is just 
stereotypical neoliberal bullshit so that then they can have the state open up markets for them and they can just profit off of, of it. Course, and that yeah. is it. And that alone should be enough to tell you that this party is a massive heap of dog shit. Yeah. Just that one policy that they that the only policy that they actually are passionate about, which yeah. is just neoliberalism. I mean, they feel quite strong about peace in general because every time they have an interview, they say they are pragmatic, progressive, and pan-European. PPPs, <laughs> PPPs. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the word pragmatic should always fucking make you run for the hills when you hear it from yeah. the party. Exactly. Um, yeah, the other thing is is like with PPPs is like the other one, not the stupid Volt campaign slogan is that, like, they often tend to make services more expensive and worse. Yeah. Like, this is pretty much what mm -hmm. happened to, like, trains in the UK, uh, the privatized water system that happened in Paris, which they, like, immediately got rid of because they were like, this is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Neoliberalism yeah. makes everything more also, expensive. Also, I mean, the is... trains in yeah. Germany, like Deutsche Bahn yeah, is... is... Yeah. Bahn. That's also the thing, too, is run. that, like, because... Uh, this is kind of a little bit off topic, but there was a discussion... There's a bizarre op-ed that I read in Die Welt about uh, from who I thought was a random person who ends up being like the daughter of one of the biggest real estate magnates in Germany uh, or <laughs> construction magnates. It doesn't make it doesn't make a difference. She was very much like trying to perceive herself like I'm just a young entrepreneur and my dad got me my job and. You know, and, and my own political party. Her argument was always about how you know the state just made Deutsche Bahn worse, but it actually wasn't that. It was neoliberalism. It was exactly this. It was exactly this type of, you know, um, you know, state market interaction. And there is something that then libertarians, which I'm just going to use this ide ideology as, as libertarian in that sense, mm -hmm. that use this rhetoric of the state that then they make it everything worse. But it's always in their favor. So it's like you know, it, it's always this, this this you know, and if anyone's like you know the maybe one or two books I'll ever suggest on this entire podcast <laughs> to get just like a good, you know, run through of this is, is David Harvey's, uh, a brief history of neoliberalism mm -hmm. explains this breakdown of the state market relationship, probably better than, and, and maybe not better than but, everyone else, but in a very concise, I mean, it's like 150 pages. Or better whatever. than us yeah. four. Better than us four could ever do it. And yeah. David Harvey's yeah. a pimp and he kind of goes through the history and goes through then, you know, like the, the political economic realities of it. So if you want to know more about just the general history of how all this shit is so bad and why someone like Volt or any of these parties who, who, who profess this as, as their only ideology that they care about or why things like Grenfell Tower happened or why things like Flint, Michigan are happening it all comes down to, you know, yes. this ideology that is so deeply entrenched. Because mm -hmm. we use the word neoliberalism a lot, but it is a thing. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's we should know what it is. Word. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Number three, social equality. Mm -hmm. And this is probably the shit they push the most. That's a tall, hefty order, but yeah. go on. Uh, this is the shit they push the most to, like, make people think they're a genuinely decent left option. In 2018, no one should be still be left behind. Everyone in Europe has to be guaranteed equal rights and opportunities, and human rights need to be respected, applied, and upheld. Ignore all that human rights violations the EU is doing, it's fine. <laughs> to achieve this aim, we are introducing groundbreaking and holistic policies <laughs> that tackle that is... all types of inequalities and discrimination. <laughs> that aim to alleviate poverty... To include everyone in society and provide access, access access to basic needs that emphasize a person's right to their own body. 
<laughs> that Wait, was written that... by a machine. That end line yeah. really, really, really makes you feel like it was written by a machine. Just get some buzzwords in and about you know, social you equality. Sometimes have access to your own body. You know? I, I love access to my own body. <laughs> but it is like okay, we got like twenty, like vaguely socially progressive yeah. uh, paragraphs, and this machine spit out a new one. Exactly. Where it's like okay, most of this is good. It's mostly talking about like you know financial equality, yada yada. Where did this one line about abortion get in here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just Persons that in right there. to their own People body. are very like feeling strong about that right now. So just like... yeah, that's where that is. There, even though we were not talking about it before, it's like someone <laughs> was going on a speech and then like got reminded halfway through in their yeah. earpiece that oh, yeah. this and... is about abortion. This is about this is a pro-choice rally. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, but the oh um, the access to basic needs is probably the most fucking telling line mm-hmm. there. Of just that's that's always the way they frame. Well, you it. have the access. You, you can, have access. You, you can, <laughs> technically, you don't have to be can, poor. <laughs> technically, everyone could have five hundred euro on exactly. them. <laughs> well, people are just born this way. Or what is what he said? Everyone should have access to an abortion for three hundred euro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Germany. <laughs> All right. So that was the social equality chapter. Global balance number four. We're still going. (laughs) Well, okay. The global balance is interesting because they're like social equality. They say everyone should have the equal, everyone should have access to a decent Mm -hmm. living. And then they mentioned, they didn't mention it there, but in so many of their tweets and posts, they're like, we're just all about Europe and Europeans. Yeah. And it's sort of like, I'm a little, I'm I'm curious. I have no idea what Kieran's going to say, but what is, how does the global picture come in for this very, not just Europe, the European party? Are they an internationalist group? Uh, In today's interconnected world, Mm. and given the recent developments in the international policy arena. Strong start. It's like, it's like any sort of excuse. All right. You know, it was really complicated. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, just gotta, gotta say that. just, just from the jump. Europe needs to assume responsibility for its role in global challenges. These challenges include topics such as climate change, international mm. fair trade, sustainable farming, food security, biodiversity, migration issues, and international development cooperation. And Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> this challenge seeks to establish policies in line with the sustainable development goals. Okay, so they're very good at skirting the language there, but from what I've seen in the AMA, it is that, like, fucking China and Brazil and BRICS are fucking gunning for us, guys. We need an empire, Coke party, Macron, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, it is very that kind of, like, role. They also support, like, a European army. Yeah, exactly. Um, They don't really have any answer for, like, the Mediterranean at the moment. They say, like, oh, let um, migrants in, but they don't yeah. really have any, like, criticism of, like, Frontex. They or... actually quoted someone. I saw it on, on his Twitter, on mm. Damien's Twitter, and it was something like, um, a word without borders is a desert. <laughs> a word with be- borders is a prison. A word with open borders is, I don't know, paradise or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Was. Yeah, that was interesting. That was this, quite like a, nice. Free form poetry night shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, no, it was like some quote from some guy in two thousand nine, I think. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I found that very fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> a world without borders is a desert. No, yeah. Some countries are a desert, and you trapped a bunch of people in exactly. There. <laughs> wait, wait, but what? I don't. I don't like, get it. What's his point? <laughs> I don't get it either. But he says Actually, open borders 
are open borders are, are, are nice. Are nice. And then, he, but no borders is bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure like the actual left stance would be open borders, while they could be problematic in like some short run. Having no borders is good. That's yeah, well, actually, well, yeah, well, because open. Wait, no, hold up. <laughs> so he's kind of admitting I, 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 we want just the bad intermediate part yeah, with the open borders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, so this yeah. is the thing. It's so, all auto- all comes down to both being a neoliberal party because yeah. they only care about borders in the sense of a legality that then they can yeah. provide for capital. Exactly. And yeah. the movement of labor and the movement of yeah. poorer people into your country for neoliberalism yeah. is. Um, kind of actually a big thing that's a, a, a discussion yeah. within the left of then, you know, how do you then deal with that in terms of like a national working force, which is a discussion that should probably happen depending on which country it is. However, I agree that this is just like, a, this is a dog whistle for like, we like all the shit that then the nation state has mm-hmm. with you know, doing it shit, but we also like that it can be really ex- like expletive. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? So that, is, that actually plays like into the same, like, um, Thing that they are for a European like Arbeitsamt, <laughs> wait, uh, like an employment agency, yeah. like a European wide one, to regulate um, actually that we have open borders among um, the EU. Also, they want a European immigration agency. Yeah. yeah. So they want it all like regulated by one, you know, organization like the EU. So yeah. sorry, I was in the other room getting a snack. What was their opinion about 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 um, Frontex? Oh, like basically, they don't have any. Like they, they, they'll talk. Yeah, about well, they want a fucking European army, so they. I mean, I want a European. Like I want a European so. army too. The one that like the Slovakian Communist Party wants, which is like <laughs> for defending the revolution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we we, we got to be specific here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. Like, they're they're. That's what I was saying. That they're kind of for migrants, and they do the refugees welcome mm-hmm. lip service, but they don't have any criticism of how the EU might actually be yeah. involved in this problem. Um. They don't say anything about Frontex. They don't say anything about what's happening in the Mediterranean. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, like, or our mm-hmm. hand in it. Uh, yeah. It's just... Well, actually, he made a comment on that on Twitter. Yeah, I dived into his Twitter. Yeah, go for um, it. It's mostly in German. I can't Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I did that. Yes. So, Team, teamwork. <laughs> yay. Um, so it's kind of like... It's under this quote that I just quoted. Um, it says... We um we condemn what is happening uh in the Mediterranean Sea, but at the same time we need to regulate this shit. Like yeah, we can't let anyone yeah, yeah, yeah. let everyone in. It's it's a very it's, I'm not racist, but yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, people are dying, but you can't let yeah. let everyone in. But it's good, maybe. <laughs> Parties like and I don't know what uh, the only one I know that is like Dilinka who has an actual party policy about this is that um they acknowledge that. It is like the 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 refugee crisis again in quotes um, is the responsibility of just bad foreign policy, you know, of just decades and decades of bad yeah. foreign policy. And they're the only party I think has actually come out and said like, like, yeah, we have a position about the humanitarian crisis that then Europe has, which isn't even actually one because if every fucking country just did their part, it would have ended up a lot easier than it did but the fucking dipshits like the vichy and whatnot just had to be dumb or like the baltic nations were just like oh we have no migrants and god damn it we sure as hell aren't going to take any oh the baltic state they already have migrants and they're russian yeah you know so they got their own fucking (laughs) problem don't belong here (laughs) so you know like like the thing of the matter is that then like the thing that then is keeping all these countries back obviously is the nation state and this dumb fucking neo-nationalistic idea of than that but they're like you can't look at this problem without looking at the sense of just like 
it, it, it being an extension of, of, of militarism. Like you yeah. have to you have to critique both. Like in, in the fact that they're just like, well, we need a military, we need to regulate this, mm-hmm. we need to do X, Y, and Z, and never actually acknowledging the fact of what the Syrian civil war was actually, <laughs> is also a big red flag that should go yeah. up. Actually, they said that they want to like give secure um, fluchtrouten. Passage. Passage, yeah, to Europe. That mostly means that you have to, like, a lot of the times that means you have to apply, you know, yeah. when Which you're still in your country. So a lot of these people don't have country. passports. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, they, they want to give, like, legal ways to come yeah. to Germany. But that is like, oh, yeah, why didn't you apply for, uh, like, a asylum or something well, like, like yeah. that? <laughs> oh, you didn't follow our just beautiful bureaucracy that then is going to exactly. entrench you into a system you can't get out yeah. to, out of, because... Oh, you happen to have a Palestinian passport? Good fucking luck well, getting that's anywhere. Not w- that's not anything. our fault that you're from a country <laughs> yeah. that then we don't recognize. Exactly. Like, <laughs> fucking get better at this. Oh, you're Kurdish? Ah, oh, shit. I'm what sorry. Is that? What is that? What is that country? Oh, you uh, mean Turkey? Oh, you mean Syria? Oh, no. You mean Iraq? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah, so, fuck. I'm sorry. Tr- this, this is breaking my fucking brain. Again, this is. Okay, going back to like the migration thing, what you guys are talking about, and like, oh, we need to have a process and we need to apply, blah blah blah. German mindset. Yes, of course, we need a process <laughs> for everything. <laughs> but this is the thing, like that again. The real ones, the fucking AMAs pointed out. Um, so they did the typical thing, and they asked me anything where they like respond to one genuine question, give their spin on it, and then when everyone had like pro- like replies, being like, that's not true, or that's weird, or uh, on any other reply, they just didn't reply to that. Um, they didn't reply to any criticism, basically. Oh, good people, one. people pointed out very clearly on the real ones in the AMAs that these guys aren't fucking offering anything that the, there's already other parties doing this. Like, what you described there is the current way EU asylum like operates. Like, entire, yeah. entire islands in Greece yeah. have just been like sequestered to fucking operate this way, like giant camps to like... Uh, Time for the application process. Yeah, it will exactly. take somewhere between five minutes and uh, three years. Um, so <laughs> welcome to Lesbos, I guess. Uh, but not the part that you're allowed <laughs> in. That's, the, that's for tourists. You can stay here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, a friend of ours yeah. who was there was saying that they were giving different prices for refugees. Yeah. And it was always more. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking great. All right. Number five. Citizen empowerment. Mm, citizen, I already. Oh, we're, we're back to the good mm. people again that, that were empowering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the rest of the globe that's just sorry. That's just still so stunning. That quote. It's not refugee empowerment. Uh, European, <laughs> Europeans should be empowered to take informed political decisions, be able to influence politics beyond elections alone, and exercise Kickstarter, baby. <laughs> you should be able to tweet <laughs> and exercise their democratic rights within vibrant, resilient, and highly deliberative democracies. Our policies are based on best practices regarding... <laughs> best practices. This is fucking gibberish. Wow. Yeah. No, this, this, this is the thing that always pisses me off because people always compare Volt to DM. And it's like if you go oh, through shit. DM's things of like, you know, their idea then of democracies, it's like a very like broken down thing about trying to like uh, localize democratic action and there's a plan for it and all this stuff. And so if you make this comparison, fuck off. Like you, you don't know what's going on in your own life. Like let alone to make an opinion about which party's better. Because all, there's a clear difference on these two small parties. All citizens should be able to touch base with their elected officials and be able to form some 
first steps about how to go forward as a country. All citizens should be able to kiss their local representatives on the mouth whenever they want. <laughs> That's way too much of a policy. Uh, that is roll way that, too much. Roll yeah. that back. Roll that I, back. I don't know they which offices you work in. I've never something. heard that one in, in, in the HR emails. You can, you, can, you can tweet a kiss emoji at them. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. Our policies are based on I am the pro- I am the I am the, 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 the concurrence of... of a vault. <laughs> My only policy position that I'm very passionate about is kissing your local representatives on the mouth. Our policies are based on best practices regarding the fostering of pluri- pluralistic information and media landscape, oh, wow. tools and technologies <laughs> for political engagement and empowerment. This is still the same sentence. And ways in which democracies can be made to thrive. That's the shit you write like in your thesis when you do, when you still have to edit like some. Yeah. <laughs> Up the word count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Screw Flanders. <laughs> 20 times. Exactly. <laughs> additional 40 words. This is honestly melting my brain. This oh, is yeah. like, Kieran is like reading from the like indecipherable script at the end of a hundred years of solitude and it's going to end like that book did i won't spoil it for anybody and the fucking nemonomicron here like all right and then this is not much less race science this is this is uh not policy number six but policy plus Plus one one, baby because you always need a plus one let me guess is it like europe is cool well it's kind of like a macron eu reform yes here we go (laughs) The European Union is our common project. Mm-hmm. We have managed to come together and build a union that has ensured peace and prosperity for over 60 years. And I'm proud won the Nobel to be Peace European. Prize together. <laughs> All on. of us. Woo! Okay. Yeah. Um, yet it has its shortcomings, mm-hmm. which is why we want to reform and strengthen EU governance. <laughs> so you know that you know that absolute bitch over there yeah what if she was like more (laughs) more of that it may be anti-democratic it may just be uh it it may be killing uh migrants by the thousands but it's still my man (laughs) yeah Yeah. pretty much but it's just that it has its shortcomings but we need to like strengthen it um did you know that boat with the hole in it? Yeah, what if the boat was bigger? That is really... Uh, <laughs> what if like, more people could drown on us? Um, right. Is this boat also filled with refugees? <laughs> Which is why we want to reform and strengthen EU governments and institutions for a more democratic, more transparent, and stronger Europe. A federal Europe. And we propose concrete policies for more efficient EU... Oh, they haven't. They're, they're liars. They, they're they big, are. fat, fucking liars. Like, the concrete... <laughs> this is like... By concrete, they mean a wall around Europe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fortress Europa will <laughs> once again be... 5,000 need... trillion tons of concrete in the Mediterranean. We just need concrete... That's our concrete policy. We need just... That's con- actually what they're talking about. Sorry. We need concrete, tall barbed wire plans about what we're going to do mm-hmm. <laughs> fill the Aegean Sea with alligators <laughs> <laughs> Greece is Florida Greece is Florida <laughs> and Turkey and Turkey <laughs> but, uh, but this gets at something that I was thinking about uh, from last week when we were talking when we read that excellent uh, Dish Beagle article about Europe and how good it is but a lot of it a lot of the pro-European especially I feel like it parallels um like a way of thinking that actually was like in the US around the 1970s because it's sort of like the state well Europe has a way out because of this like EU and this like potential federalist project and they say like the state our individual states like we are like sinful we create war with each other 
we're corrupt. They're Catholics. But exactly, yeah. they like project into this like together, into this like better, higher power together. Like it's a clean state, and we <laughs> can Catholic. start over. But like the problem with Austria is that you're taking your sinful ways in your country, and now you want into this like sacred club. But that, but you, we 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 have to purify ourselves in this greater project, and it's sort of like like that's Very the way Catholic. they talk about this whole thing. <laughs> This is exceedingly Catholic. This is way too Catholic. Exactly. It's European. <laughs> yes. What it's all about. So, yeah, those are the policy proposals. And I get, like, there's one last thing I want to talk about in terms of Vault, which is, um, okay, two last things. Because one last thing I want to say about their social media strategy is they had a big tactic of misrepresenting, like, all the other parties. Nice. And there was something that, like, everyone commented on. They, like, said DM25 was very top-down and... Like, oh, they are. Yeah, and anti-democratic. What? Yeah, and they then, sat around in a circle with us, and everyone could join the discussion. They took me to dinner. <laughs> they took <laughs> Nick to dinner. Democracy yeah. is taking Nick to dinner. <laughs> yeah. No, like, but to be fair, though, like the thing I, I would say the biggest problem about DM twenty five is that they're too democratic. Like that and when you go to one of their meetings, or, or not even a meeting, but you go to like mm. one of like their like panel discussions, and they're mm. like everyone can join in like mm. if you have a question just sit your ass down and we'll get to you and you'll have a you'll have a forum uh, you know a, a, a place on this forum and you get up like a bunch of like weirdos <laughs> like just straight up like like people talking about like you know <gasps> weird Gaia. spirituality yeah, and shit yeah. like that yeah. and it is Goddess. like like they need like like I don't know. Given it's a small venue, it's a small event. I guess you don't. You're not going to like you know vent this process better. But it does take away from the discussion of like actual serious policies. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no. Like also, uh, thank you, DM for twenty five for taking me to dinner that one time. Yeah. Um, that was very nice. And uh, yeah, Nick's part of the big political machine now. He got taken to uh, dinner once, and now he's just. Oh, no, part I had to of pay it. for myself. If they invited <laughs> me. That's the... Okay, yeah, that, that's phrased it better. Um, another one, like again. The comments all underneath this shit was just like... They wanted that, all that G money that I get. <laughs> <laughs> all the comments underneath these things were just like, that's not true at all. Um, mm-hmm. They also did this for the German Greens, uh, theoretically, mm-hmm. because they were like, we're the only ones who want a circular economy. And someone was just underneath being like, here's the circular economy. A circular, economy, circular firing squad economy. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny, actually, because they joined the Greens now, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Mm. They've joined the Greens. I mean, the one seat... Th- the one like, they have, they have such like just like rap beef mentality. I really yeah. like it. Which is really funny because at the same time, one of the big scandals that the McKinsey group was involved with was um, giving all that dissident information to the Saudi Arabian government that they scraped from Twitter, wow. and then the Saudi Arabian government went and like murked most of those people, mm. and that caused the Greens group in the European Parliament to denounce the entire company of the McKinsey group. And well, now funny. And now they've let the political wing of that fucking company into the party. <laughs> well, ah. yeah. It's, um, it's we're doing our job. They should have joined. I don't like the... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very telling that the two options that like the top, the very top-down nature of the internal... Like they gave an open vote about it. Mm. And it's very telling that the internal structure within Volt was like, we're only giving you these two options. Yeah. Which even theoretically, if you take all these like groupings in the European Parliament at face value, mm-hmm. like why are we having Alda and the Greens theoretically if these are the two <laughs> options, shouldn't the S and D be in between those two? Like if we yeah. if we're admitting that our movement is somewhere in the range between Greens and Alda, mm-hmm. then in the middle it should be S and D. Yeah. Like why true. isn't that an yeah. option? 
Um, yeah, because if you go with the German greens, it's kind of like you're having the FDP yeah, just yeah. with like some. <laughs> they, they they are just riding. They're riding high in movement. Yeah. I guess the the. I think that they just joined it because they want to like take the uh, you get all the, the clout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get all the kids <laughs> from from Fridays for yeah. Future uh, and stuff like that. Because exactly. like, look, we're doing something, even though their economy future is just still like you know, you want a green economy. That's great. We at Volt too want a green economy. A green yeah. economy for Europe. A green economy for a greener green Europe. Eco- green, Go Volt. green, green innovation. But I think <laughs> it's the color of money. It's, yeah, I think, it, I think it even goes deeper than that in the sense that like if you th- consider yourself a good, nice person, you're you vote for the Greens. In Europe, yeah. even yeah. if they're fucking shit, yeah. you sort your trash. Be a patronizing racist, and you know. So still if you're a young person at college yeah. and you you were see all those volt signs and you voted for volt, what yeah. what group do you want want them to be a part of? Yeah, the nice, the nice group, the, the, the nice the people, the are green in. ones, the, the green people. <laughs> and you you do yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean, things. but it's maybe they also thinking ahead, kind of like if if the greens are like gaining power and also in like regional and local elections gaining power in germany what is now but vote is actually planning on, on not being only a european thing oh you yeah know? The, they want to go yeah this guy uh, i forgot about this they have one yeah. seat in the local mains government See? yeah <laughs> and they are they ran in the belgian federal and local mm-hmm. elections that yeah. fucking did nothing but and they are gearing up for the greek uh, yeah. national elections as well they are planning to run at like every level See? Yeah, um, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So the last little thing I want to say about Volt, and we should fucking put a bow on this. I mean, what is the wait? What is the Greek version of Volt going to be like? Because you have two options: you either go <laughs> much further left, or you become like much a further right. Yeah. So you can't like like centrism in Greece has never historically worked, and when no. it has quote unquote worked, it was propped up by the U.S. government, and then they didn't yeah. even like that. They overthrew that government, so yeah. it, it's probably like rich kids from like neo democratia families, yeah. but they're like they consider themselves less racist than their dads. Mm-hmm. It's probably, but they're still just like vehement racist. Yeah, yeah, of cool. course. <laughs> yeah, well, progressive what, and racist. <laughs> the reason the reason I brought up the U.S. I kind of didn't finish my point earlier oh, sorry. with this like projecting like the EU is like pure and good, and if you're nice and good and want to do nice things, that was also like a key point of the neoliberal turn in the U.S. Yeah. Like. Water, like the Republicans do stuff like Watergate and are bad. And the reaction to that is that politics and special interests are bad and we're good and we're going to do the good right thing, you know? We won't lie to you. With all the special interests. That was, but that was Jimmy Carter's whole thing. Yeah. He, he did a bunch of evil shit, but he's like, I won't lie to you. And that's basically what the Greens are going to be here, you know? We're in, in, we're sending money to the Mujahideen for reasons I kind of don't actually know why, but I'm telling you this face value. <laughs> Wait, was that him or Reagan? I think it actually started during Carter, didn't it? Funny Probably. The Mujahideen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listen to I I, 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 I cribbed that from the history as a weapon. I'll put it in the show notes. It's a good listen so, to that. Last thing I want to say about Volt, um, because I think this kind of is very. Um, it's a very good like distillation of like what's fucking like the problem with them on the ground, which is going back to the Arta documentary where they showed it was like over the period of the documentary took place over the period of like nine months. Uh, and they showed after the Amsterdam conference, there was this one Polish girl who was really inspired and started a chapter in Warsaw, uh, a vault chapter in Warsaw. Thing is though, she doesn't live in Warsaw. She lives in like the border region of poland like border with germany and she had to like the the thing basically fell apart not because there wasn't interest but because she couldn't always afford to like take the train halfway across the fucking country 
to go to Warsaw because that was the only place it was like viable, like in the capital, to do a whole chapter. So she's now running in her herself is now running in Polish elections as like a vote candidate. And she was running around her very, very small, very like uh, PIS friendly town in the West of Poland. And she's just running around to like fucking skinheads being like, uh, Hey, I want to talk to you guys about politics. Do you guys like vote? And they're like, no, we don't vote. We think it's all bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. But like Volt has like very unfortunately like misguided her because she's not doing this correctly. She was just like, Hey, what do you guys think? Here's Volt. She wasn't actually like fucking listening to any of these people and what their problems were. Volt has absolutely like no criticism of what's happening on like any like national levels. They're just like populism is bad, but like, like I've learned a lot by just looking into like Razem's program, like the Polish party that I support. I did not know there were like regions in Poland where like fucking labor laws do not apply uh, special economic zones. That was something I learned from their manifesto. And this is the problem with Volt is they're like inherently top down. They have like no idea what the fuck's going on in each of these individual countries. And they have like snatched up this like sweet little Polish girl who was like, fucking putting in the work to try and like back a movement she thinks is like going to accomplish something actually yeah they're saying something even like in their in their program they're saying okay or no not in the program but in the interviews they're saying okay we need to make decisions on the european level Mm. and then apply them to the countries and that is a like total top-down definitely like a position also it's kind of like this this thing that came after neoliberalism when you said okay um, we want more privatization. More privatization equals, I don't know, good, more democracy. Left? What the fuck is left to privatize in Poland? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but after that, when people realize that these like policies are failing because you don't have more democracy from it, they said, okay, we need more institutions because more institutions equals more democracy. Mm. And kind of like they're going this way. Okay, we need this, like, but we need it on a European level. We need to implement like these institutions. We need more NGOs, like... They when they're fucking working at McKinley, um, he was he was focusing on on consulting big NGOs, big like agencies, big organizations. So kind of the take is okay. We need all these institutions, and then we're going to bring European politics to the countries without actually um, paying any attention to um, like territorial specifics or something or like specific yeah. situations of the countries. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like one, you know, one I spent like, the whole documentary just dunking on them, but like just seeing that girl just walk around her fucking like dead ass Polish town with like tractors <laughs> and shit, like trying to talk to fucking skinheads well, and make them like be hopeful for the future again. Well, fuck. I mean, they are hopeful for the future. She's kind of brave. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think yeah. they have the same uh, no idea not. in mind. I think this is where it, for me at least, it comes full circle to like the McKinsey side of things, and especially this like certain tech thinking. Because they're pretty dumb. They don't actually... They're very successful, but not for their own like creativity or intuition, but because they follow the rules in a certain way. But they rationalize that we have all the solutions. If we take our approach, we can tackle any problem. We can disrupt any industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't have that many moves. What's, what, yeah. what's McKinsey's move? What's Bain Capital's move to like <laughs> fix the problem? You know, they just, yeah. so they don't need to, so in yeah. their mind, they don't need to know all these little specific things. If you work yeah. in finance, if you work in consulting or anything. Yeah, or lawyers, a lot of them are yeah. also lawyers. It's the, it's, it's the thing that it's we a, talked with, with, with Tom about is that neoliberalism has a one size fits all solution. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It, it gives you the I entry was referring point to. Into, yeah, yeah. More yeah. institution equals more democracy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you can't say more privatization anymore because nobody will applaud to that. But <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> Volt will. Yeah. yeah. You can't be too like open about that. So yeah. Call it PPPs. Get, getting your PPP everywhere. Pragmatic, progressive, pan-European. <laughs> Public so, partnerships. Which, which one do you prefer? <laughs> uh, to put a bow on our Volt chat, basically, I personally think, and this is the conclusion I've come to, is that they are DM25, but a lie. Um, because a lot of the stuff they like crypt directly from DM25. Their whole like empowering citizens thing that usually manifests in like constitutional assemblies, which again was like a big thing DM25 did. Um, like just doing the being like the first pan European party was again kind of like a DM25 plan. And like whether you support DM25 or not, there's a lot of people on the left who think they're bullshit and that's fine you still have to admit Volt is just crip in their style without any of the substance and like they criticize DM25 for like not being grassroots and for being top down and that's exactly what they are. They're very yeah. top down. I don't know what any influence the party membership had on the policies. I don't think they had much. And lastly like they don't do anything on the ground other than like occasional meet and greets. They have a much lower membership than DM25, but have a shit ton more money. I mean, I do want to meet the, you know, the children of just the most inbred people in Europe. <laughs> come come with me next Tuesday to their meet and greet, man. Yeah. <laughs> Drop I mean, ass. I, wanna, I, I really want to meet fucking like Freiherr von Liechtenstein. Hieronymus, Hieronymus Bosch. Damien Hieronymus. Yeah, I mean, fuck. The vampire. Nothing, yeah, yeah goddamn. Von Sudetenland. Um. <laughs> oh god so what else are we talking about so to close out today's episode I want to bring back an old friend of ours and since we have some new listeners maybe you don't know this person uh, he doesn't get dragged enough on Twitter although with this latest article that started to change a bit I, I gleefully engaged in the pile on because he annoys me to no end um, yeah next stop Jan Fleischauer let's, let's get it going <laughs> Um, so we're going to bring him back because it's kind of a nice, it's not this, quite the same energy as Volt. It is. Oh, it is. But it's, 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 a, it's a nice uh, pairing with Volt, I feel like, because it talks about different things. It actually engages with the idea of socialism Ooh. and engages with history even, which Volt is just a blank slate, <laughs> like whatever, <laughs> buzzwords. And it just shows you how fucking dumb how facile and how just like ahistorical everything is just to put something in a nice neat little package i'm talking about none other than our good friend the populist slayer <laughs> yasha monk moon gang moon gang for those of uh, who for those who don't know who yasha monk is uh check out his twitter <laughs> or check out our episode on populism hashtag moon gang Better from do a that. couple months ago. <laughs> the whole second half of the episode is just taking down Yasha Monk. Mm. But you know, these you know, not we added him to the Cornish Bait the Extended Universe back then. And you know, we're it's time for a reboot. It's been like, you know, eight years. Yeah, this is the the amazing Yasha Monk. <laughs> Eventually we'll have Yasha Monk homecoming. And it's a it's a different flavor. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're reading, <laughs> we're, not from his dumb book, but his whole article in the atlantic and now it's quite fitting that he writes for the atlantic because it is maybe the worst uh liberal magazine on foreign policy or history or anything outside of the u.s 
Uh, and Yasha Monk just fills that role beautifully. <laughs> just so beautifully. So let's see what, in America, a smart, well-read, reasonable European sounds like. <laughs> the title. Sanders' speech about socialism was deeply unserious. Deeply in the senator's view, the threat of autocracy comes exclusively from the right. By Yasha Monk. Mm. Already hitting on some of the nice you know, tones of, of his work. That autocracy only comes from the right. That you always have to worry about the left populists. They're the biggest danger in the world today. Definitely. <laughs> How many times has he mentioned Venezuela in this article? Let's begin. At least once. <laughs> Let's count. <laughs> we At have least shots. once, Nick. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. All four of my grandparents were sent to prison for their socialist convictions at some point in the 1920s or 1930s. When I was growing up in Europe, democracy, democratic countries from France to Italy were ruled by self-declared socialists. As a young activist in the Jusos, the youth organization of, the, of Germany's Social Democratic Party, I sang along wholeheartedly when my comrades would intone the Internationale at the end of rallies, rounding off each condition with a loud shout of long live socialism and liberty. Would be a nice place to end it right there. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be nice. Yeah, I would Yasha Monk is writing from the bunker in like the 1920s as like a member of the KP, uh, uh, KPD. Yeah. <laughs> the, other, yeah. the only thing that does, like, if that was the end of the article, the only thing that looks bad is like not knowing when your grandparents were killed. Like, yeah. Sometime in the 20s, I forget, fuck them. <laughs> um, so he's proving his socialist bona fides, his bona fides. Mm-hmm. And the reason he's going to do that is because he has to explain what socialism means to him. Uh, of course. And why Bernie's idea of socialism and some others' idea of socialism in the U.S. is deeply, deeply worrying. I really love that he actually like correctly talks about uh, owning the means of production and drags Bernie Sanders for being a social democrat. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly. Moon gang. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, Game over. It's over. I'm gonna skip ahead a bit. He's like, I don't understand you, dumb Americans. Why free healthcare is radical and socialist? He has a point there, but. Yeah. But the great differences among the movements and countries that have historically called themselves socialists also makes me skeptical about leftists who think that embracing this label is enough to explain the kind of future they want. Some members of the Democratic Socialists of America, for example, simply want to emulate the rich democracies that provide their citizens with a generous welfare state. Again, okay, this is correct. Mm-hmm. But others seek to abolish capitalism. Oh, uh, here we go. Oh, or no. sing the praises of the Venezuelan dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, you, Monk, why'd you, you need to, to me drink like a that? shot now because you mentioned Venezuela. Yeah, wait, can I make a drinking game out of yes. this? Yes. <laughs> oh, also, I, I also like. Please. Why are the Why are the three wings? No, no, actually, I because we only have gin, and I'm. Not All right, everyone at I home, like drink gin. anytime he mentions <laughs> any sort of good <laughs> anti-imperialist movement around the world you will I, get drunk wait, do quickly. we have anything else to drink here no you want to get something <laughs> i i really like that the three wings uh, now i want to go downstairs to get a beer to finish this because this is going to become like, just like a thing of, like, <laughs> stalin did he mention nicholas maduro oh yeah let's make you know the the <laughs> just, just pretend Republic. you're drinking let's let's, let's I'll, I'll give myself tallies and then, the, I'll, I'll, then you'll just down a beer. Down an entire beer. It's a reason for me to have another beer. I really like that his analysis of the DSA is that there are three equal factions. Social Democrats, 
genuine democratic socialists and then people who just really like Venezuela. <laughs> Those are all equal sides of this movement. The Holy Trinity, yes. baby. But this is just, I mean, first of all, the the DSA is just a wonderful bugaboo for any any all of these like liberal newspapers and magazines. They love talking about the DSA, mm. profiling them, going to their little parties, writing about them because like this is the, the, the dangerous undercurrent right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of fucking people with rose emojis on Twitter are definitely <laughs> the most fearful thing in the U.S. right now. What you need though is America's doing it wrong. What you need is like ten thousand really small, actually communist institutions that all hate each other and no one in the media <laughs> pays attention to because it's like five guys in a room punching sparrows yes please <laughs> why don't why don't americans get that <laughs> yasha monk he's a little disappointed in americans who are going into dangerous territory and not real socialism mm-hmm. so let scare. yasha monk the well-read european i mean uh, so far you know i got to agree with him at least on the sense that the you like the, he's just stating facts yeah he's yeah. stating the fact that bernie sanders is, There's a line he's, struggle he's, with him. He's a little bit of a clout shark, to be completely honest. Like, you know, Yashimok calling out the clout sharks. Good. <laughs> Anybody I'm who engaged. has studies the history of Europe, or for that matter, Latin America, should know that some socialist crafted systems <laughs> that left virtually no space to private enterprise. Good. And crushed the political freedoms of dissenters. <laughs> I mean, but also <laughs> good, because they're probably capitalists in my book. I, I like. Anyone who studies the history of Europe and especially South America, it, the CIA is great. <laughs> Everyone loves them. If you took a shot every time you mentioned the CIA, you would be very sober. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> While others combined government benefits with a robust market economy and the rule of law. We missed the beginning of the sentence because you I guys forgot the in. Soviet Union had no rule. But of he law. said, <laughs> like, it was just okay, anarchy. <laughs> there are some socialists cool. who combine government <laughs> benefits and the market economy. That's that classic socialism we know and love. Yeah. What mattered not was not whether a party or movement called itself socialist, but whether it recognized the danger of autocracy and carefully formulated limiting principles that would stop it from going down the same path as the Soviet Union. So the good path. So activists who hope to mention socialism in American politics must, at the very least, make clear what exactly they mean by the term. Fair enough. Yep, that's yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had a he had a few stupid takes, but all in all, he came back to the point that I agree with him about. This is why I was very hopeful when Senator Bernie Sanders' campaign announced that the candidate would hold a major speech on how democratic socialism is the only way to defeat oligarchy and authoritarianism. After years of using the term about as imprecisely as many of his followers, I hope that Sanders would finally set out why it holds such importance to him, what role the market would play in the socialist system he promises to build, and how he can protect his political project (laughs) against the Soviet risk. Okay, okay, so I just, at this point, I'm just more perplexed as to why he's fucking real horny for the market. Like, it's just, he's not even hiding it, though. He's just like, nope. but why is it? It's literally the bit from The Simpsons of, like, whenever Poochie's not on camera, everyone has to say, where's Poochie? <laughs> where's the market? Where's the market? <laughs> hey, hey, he's saying the Internationale in Germany, so he's the real socialist. Well, All right, yeah, check yourself. Yeah. He People knows forget about that is. verse in the Internationale, which well, talks about, like... They like to like, do that when they're young. If you don't like your job, just move to another one. So, and then, of course, that 
current present risk of the Soviet Union that you have to guard against. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the Soviet Union is uh, helpful, uh, will gladly help your 2020 US election the Soviet Union. I thought you guys broke up. <laughs> Here's the turn, guys. <laughs> shit, I was studying the wrong shit, apparently. <laughs> Still here. All right. I can't say he met my expectations. Um. Wow. For those who don't know, um, Sanders gave a speech. What is democratic socialism? It's, it's to stupid. Him? It's so fucking dumb. It's almost as dumb as that mind boggling social media campaign about how Trump is the real socialist. Yeah, the the Ooh. Sanders campaign, like, uh, I don't know. That's like, I, great, I, you guys. know, I gotta, I gotta support the boy because there really isn't another s- option in the U.S. for the Democrats. But. I don't know who the fuck he's been talking to. And I don't know who the fuck tells him that, like, oh, by the way, every year that you run, you need to do a speech about democratic socialism, but make it nationalistic. Like, make it about how the U.S. has always been socialist and how the best heroes in the United States, like John F. Kennedy and Harry Truman and Martin Luther King Jr., who actually is the only socialist of that group, who had massive campaigns to rid socialism in the United States and abroad, actually were secret socialists. Well, it seems like that's kind of what uh, Yasha Munk wants, but he's still not quite happy with Bernie Sanders for some reason. He says that he was happy that Sanders does, you know, says that Access to basic social and economic goods is a precondition for being able to live. Are you truly free if you're unable to go to the doctor? Are you truly free if you cannot afford mm. the prescription drug? All that good stuff. In Monk's analysis, this is a classic leftist critique of unpiled capitalism, and it contains much of the force it had back in the days of Karl Marx. Mm. Okay. But, Which I was there for. Uh, I am Yasha Monk. No, I am no, eternal. We're missing the point that he says... <laughs> Karl Marx is a critique of unbridled capitalism. And Karl Marx's whole thing was, yeah, you should have basic social democracy. That's what Karl Marx said. <laughs> uh, this like thing that didn't even exist in Karl Marx. Marx is but he didn't, manifesto. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't acknowledge, this is back to Sanders, in this section or elsewhere, the ways in which the suppression of free markets has repeatedly fostered a different kind of oppression over the past century. Where's the market? Where's the market? Where's, Where's Poochie? <laughs> Here's where it gets good. I hope you have your drinks ready. <clears throat> Virtually all socialist movements have claimed to embrace democracy, as Sanders did with a perfunctory reference to the Bill of Rights. What separated, say, the Sandinistas in Nicaragua, who ended up crushing political opponents from the French socialists... Because they were like res- Nazis! Like, fuck off! Like Who, who respected <laughs> the right to dissent and was in good part... Wasn't uh, French socialists who respected the right to dissent, the, the reason they did that, was in good part their attitude toward markets. Wait, socialists wait, who wait, nationalized. God, fuck, 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 fuck. Of the no, stop it. <laughs> stop it, Rob. He compared the Sandinistas who yeah. were sh- like literally gunned down by U.S fascist organizations yeah. who then use their tactic of going into like towns as like we kind of talked about earlier and just like murdering the head of the local fascist organization as a tactic to like you know yeah is it terror or whatever yeah but at the same time like they're a, they they were a guerrilla socialist movement who the US had a massive campaign against he's comparing them with the fucking pussy doctrine of the French socialist party 
Yep. Who are the good ones? Fuck. Yeah, the <laughs> shitty ones. The Sandinistas are good. Sometimes the good one. <laughs> the, the, like, like the contempt he has for like actually like anti-imperialist movements around the world. And the respect he has for the fucking French socialists. I don't even know which French socialists he's referring to here with capital F, They're capital S. Probably Hollande's party. Yeah. yeah. The which one who, was like, who, who, ended with, <laughs> who ended with a fucking uh, approval rating of 12. Yeah, like the most unpopular president ever in the history of that fucking country. Oh, no. Which is he's very a hard sitting to do. president. He's yeah, a sitting president. Fine. There's some past presidents that are the, like the ones yeah. who met Vichy. But you know, he's just, <laughs> yeah, true. Honestly, Munk is just applying. Munk is just applying the rules of Marxism and socialism. Yep. Socialists who nationalized large parts of the economy and severely restricted the functioning of are the market good. crushed freedom in two ways. First, they made it impossible for citizens to engage in private economic initiative. That was the entire point. Yeah. <laughs> like, he does not get what socialism is. And second, <laughs> they quickly started to abuse the power to take away the livelihoods of political opponents. Mm, this on which era, history but... makes it all the more important for Sanders to be clear on the kind of role he envisaged. What? He envisaged. And I don't know how to say that in a German accent. He envisages for the for the market and the society he's setting out to create. What forms of private economic initiative would be allowed? Okay, okay, hang on, hang on, wait, wait. Does he think in like the Nordic countries, like if one of the members of the opposition gets sick, like one of the <laughs> members of the government, like if the ruling party just comes in and is like, mm, you want some of this national health service, do you? Mm. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> uh, no dice. The, the demand that Sanders like define what is still going to be privatized, and it's like literally everything <laughs> except yeah. like man, except like healthcare. Like, yeah, like, literally everything else is probably still going to be privatized. Yeah, Yasha Bong is coming along. Is like, but I wanted to start a road company. I was going to make my own train. <laughs> Yasha trains. <laughs> Mook where you need to mook now. <laughs> we'll work on the slogan later. All right, here we go. So then he 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 kind of does a little bit of a thesis statement before broadening out into his sort of analysis. Oh, goody. Where are the markets? This, wait, this where wasn't his analysis? Was downright disdainful of the notion that the speech on socialism and authoritarianism should seriously grapple with the long history of socialist movements that have ended in dictatorship. In his view... The threat of autocracy comes exclusively from the right. Just as in the 1930s, America and the world are once again moving towards authoritarianism. This danger is driven by right-wing forces of oligarchy, corporatism, nationalism, racism, xenophobia. The only answer that will save our fascism is, you guessed it, democratic socialism. Like, this is so stupid, Rob. Why? <laughs> Don't worry. I'm mad at you again. It gets better. Thus, Sanders name-checked Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini but remained silent about Joseph Stalin and Mao Zedong. <laughs> and while he rightly criticized the autocratic tendencies of Russia's Vladimir Putin, China's Xi Jinping, Saudi Arabia's Mohammed bin Salman, the Philippines' Rodrigo Duterte, Brazil's Jair Bolsonaro, and Hungary's Viktor Orban, he neglected to mention leftist autocrats, such as Venezuela's Nicolas Maduro, <laughs> yeah, <drink. laughs> Cuba's Raul Castro, Nicaragua's oh, Daniel on, Ortega, <laughs> Zimbabwe's Emerson Menangagua. He just literally like went onto what? the. He went into the uh, internet with like which which governments are controlled. Also, like, North Korea's South America. Kim Jong Un. Fuck this list. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, like, he puts Kim Jong Un like with Raul Castro in one. I, I love how. Um, <laughs> or or the most socialist ruler in the world, the line of Syria, Bashar al-Assad. <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> Sometimes ISIS wins. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the good guys win. Um, fuck. Okay, so 
fuck this fuck this disingenuous bullshit because Xi Jinping would have been on the socialist list if he hadn't mentioned him in the speech. A hundred percent guaranteed. Like suddenly, like this is always centrist criticism. Whenever they have to punch left or punch right, it's the fucking what is it? Um, uh, what's what's the what's the cat experiment again? The cat in the box. What's that called? Uh, uh, Sh- Sh- uh, Schrodinger. Schrodinger's fucking Xi Jinping. <laughs> <laughs> is Xi Jinping left wing or right wing? Well, it depends whether we're punching left or punching right. <laughs> exactly. Fuck, it's the Atlantic, so it's definitely you know he's right wing. So oh, oh, oh. he's right wing for the purposes <laughs> the of this Atlantic, argument. Okay. The worst part about all of this is that Sanders was being very hurtful to people who have legitimate concerns about so, about populism. Anybody who is hoping for a clear account of the differences between Sanders' political ambitions and those of autocratic socialist regimes is a fellow traveler of Richard Nixon, Newt Gingrich, John Boehner, Donald Trump, and the Heritage Foundation. So he's saying you're just as bad. Anyone who has any critiques of Sanders, well, you're automatically the same as all of these right-wing people. That's what Sanders, that's what Yasha Munk feels threatened and hurt and can't be alone right now. Well, because what does this argumentation go to? It fuels this red baiting right wing argument like there is no other there isn't there, there's nothing else like given yes sanders sucks and you should critique him from the left good yeah but saying that then oh sanders is bad because he's a socialist is a fucking heritage foundation argument that they've mm-hmm. been doing for 30 years now like yeah you mm. are exactly that yasha monk or you know yasha monk head of the tony blair foundation for tony blair being tony blair please don't at tony blair for war crimes tony blair <laughs> <laughs> but it gets down to what socialism is for yasha monk and i think the next couple paragraphs really nail it home oh, because socialism goody. is not any revolutions or anti-imperialist movements or anyone who has actually challenged capital it's just a vibe man it's just a vi- well it is just a vibe <laughs> oh god cuz who does he introduce over the past few months Senator Elizabeth Warren has issued a series of ambitious proposals for economic reform. No, she hasn't. And explains it. But Warren has argued that she is seeking to rescue rather than bury capitalism. And she has clearly articulated (laughs) that the market has an important role to play in the country she hopes to build. In fact, many of her proposals are as much about ensuring that there is true competition in areas like tech as they are about restricting the operation of free markets. In this regard... One is the heir of some of the most successful left-wing movements of the 20th century. Who? What? Whether they call themselves socialists, social democrats, or progressives, figures such as Germany's Willy Brandt, Britain's Clement Attlee, and America's Franklin Delano Roosevelt were clear mm. about Franklin the benefits of markets was an absolute piece of shit. and an forthright about monster. the dangers of left-wing authoritarianism. Wait wait, 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 wait. So, wait, 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 wait. St- st- step back again. He is saying that the anti-authoritarian m- model for the left should be Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who consolidated the most power at the federal level in the United States in history. Like, the reason that the imperial presidency exists is because of Roosevelt. And communists and socialists of that era hated Roosevelt, and they hated the New Deal. They weren't, because they weren't it, socialists, dude. Yeah, uh, sorry, they were they were Xi Jinping. Gotta stop punching left on our left wing comedy podcast, Nick. Jesus, oh, yeah. <laughs> socialism to Yasha Monk, the smart socialism understander, who's who's saying the Internationale is not Bernie Sanders, which okay, <laughs> agreed, but it's not. It is Elizabeth Warren. It's Willy Brandt, wow. which is just being like the most like anti communist you can possibly yep. be. Yeah, 
It's like, a, it's, it's all these right people. Wing. It is being a fucking right wing idiot who give you social mm-hmm. democracy while like while red baiting. Yeah. Faster than you can even. It's so fast it gives you whiplash. This that is, is socialism. But what's what really what what really gets me about Yashimung's whole argument is that he says at the beginning, "I love socialism. I'm a socialist." But then he says, "Socialism means stopping unbridled capitalism." So socialism is capitalism. It's like fucking Orwellian. Even <laughs> like he's saying that the same thing. Yeah. Like socialism. What in in it it also works when he says whatever you call yourself progressive social democrat it doesn't matter you know as long as you agree as you there's some role for the market then you too are a socialist socialist is just maybe if you like like it a little more you know you you're a little closer you know it's like in Russian when you call them like Sasha instead of Alexander it's like you know, you're closer it's like you call it socialism they can call it you know checked on capitalism but we know it's real socialism I hate him so much I. What I love about this is just how much they're willing to fucking throw, fucking throw a hissy fit over what is like modest social democratic changes to the United States. Like this is like this is them fucking wilding out. Like Sanders comes along, mentions a bunch of policies that would be massively beneficial to the United States would turn it into something that I agree is not what I would call socialism, but still a step in the right direction for the United States. Because the U.S. is just so fucked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, But, like, there's even some European countries that need this shit or, like, need someone to, like, reaffirm the lot of social democracy that Europe was supposedly built on. But then at the same time, they fucking wild out and call him Stalin. Or, like, compare, like, why didn't you mention Stalin? Every time you say Hitler, you have to say Stalin. That's the rules now. I'm Yasha Monk. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, you have to actually just, you have to write this fucking, like, Atlantic piece because someone is doing something, like, very basic in terms of proposals. What's, what gets me is that the whole point of the, like, Sanders speech was appealing, maybe not to Yashimung directly, not to reporters directly, but Sanders is bending over backwards to accommodate these people. No, no, we're democratic. No, no, no we're democratic. We're democratic socialism. We're not, like, the scary socialists. <laughs> the scary we're democratic socialism. socialism. And Yashimung is still, like... No, still scary. <laughs> <laughs> He's still scared. Yeah, like, he had to hide. I mean, to to be fair, I, I think I'm the only person who watched the thing, like the entire speech here. <laughs> I, I read I'm the sorry. Transcript. Okay, you read the transcript. Wow. I'm proud of you. Um, I yeah. just read the, I mean, Yasha Monk. The thing, like, ultimately, the the thing that I don't review. get with Yasha Monk then is that. Sanders wants to emulate exactly the New Deal. Like, it's nothing more than that, which doesn't even... It does not even challenge capitalism. Like, Sanders, in my fair opinion, does not go far enough. And honestly, he can't go further enough without then a grassroots Mm, left-wing consensus, which has existed in the United States. And what I wanted to mention about the New Deal um, is that there was a massive group of particularly uh, uh, black communists and anarchists in Mm -hmm. Alabama... Who, if we, you know, because we like to really whitewash the history of the New Deal, but the New Deal was incredibly racist. Yeah, the way that it was, it was done was primarily to one save capitalism. It was not done as like a massive social welfare thing to get the United States out of you know capitalism into the next thing. Because Franklin Roosevelt was just as afraid, just as much afraid of socialism and fascism as you know Yashimunk is clearly. Sorry. Oh, the thing with the African American community is that then they had to fend for themselves more or less, and had to do like mm. community or like not just community organizing, but had to feed themselves because the programs they were never affected by. You know, all yep. the the Great New Deal things that then just you know reinvigorated the economy, which 
You can even make an argument that it that 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 the New Deal didn't fully kick in until the United States starts, you know, weapons manufacturings for World War II, mm. just to show how capitalism and uh, you know expansion of empire directly connected. Um, there isn't like like this is just complete. I don't even know. It just makes me mad. Like well, I I can't really like like get a, an actual thought around it because I'm just so mad about the fact that then this is exactly actually what Sanders wants. Well, what's so patronizing to me is the way he looks at sort of any movement except the fucking French socialists with like this complete disdain that they would like, you know, engage in, in violence or do anything like that. Like I'm sure if he, if he looked at those organizers, uh, the like poor blacks in the 1930s in the South, he would say like, hate them. yeah, they were violent. Because they were doing like grassroots anti-fascist work to so that against the yeah. KKK, mm-hmm. like like this sort of assumption that like yeah socialism is when you follow this exact recipe that I have right here that you know the French socialists can do it why can't you in Nicaragua what's wrong with you they just aren't real socialists all the same one they're just one authoritarian social- like the Soviets one French socialism fits all <laughs> yeah it's just like it's that's fucking baffling to me oh I hate French sizes they never were. <laughs> But, like, this is, there's nothing socialist about what he's saying. Like, he's not even, like, I, correct me if I'm wrong here, Rob, because you've gone through the whole article, but, like, has he even, like, said that, like, nationalizing, I guess he had that glib line about, like, universal healthcare being good. That's the mm-hmm. only thing. But he's not, like, he's kind of said, like, nationalizing businesses is kind of scary every time he, well, yeah. what he, he his, his thesis is even stronger than that. His thesis is, if you get rid of the market, you will become authoritarian. And the market is a, a liberating force so to like, like keep liberty. So it's like a check liberty. and balance thing. Yeah, yeah, for it is. The market brings a, a degree of liberty. Oh, that's interesting. The market interesting. can never create just like an absolute techno-fascist. But when you put it that no, way, it's fucking <laughs> mind-boggling that any... And it's Hashimunk is not alone in this. I mean... Oh, no, that is like... Oh, that yeah. is mainstream American I, thought right there. And also, I know he left academia. the SPD, but this like... Well, yeah. <laughs> get in line with the market I, well, fetishization. I love, I love, like, okay, so we're, like, criticizing Sanders a little bit for, like, democratic socialism. No, I meant democratic. I meant democratic. Well, shit, that might actually work because the entire U.S. modern history is free market. No, I meant free. 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 <laughs> Forget the market, bitch. You're free. You're free to be fired from your job yeah. and die in the street. I mean, yeah, Sanders' speech, though, was garbage. Don't watch it. Don't read Yashimunk's article either. Either are we done with it or? Yeah, it's over. Okay, Ooh, thank God. I just like to point out that he's a professor. He writes in the Atlantic all the time, and maybe he's kind of mostly mad that Bernie Sanders didn't mention populism in his speech and uh, and consult mm, Yashimunk <laughs> because, uh, because it's he's a, it's just his favorite topic. He's considered a smart lad, a smart boy. Everyone loves Yashimunk. Yeah, gotta well, get him not, quoted. Gotta get him at your. <laughs> it's not our fucking fault that you can't make a career anymore in a word that meant nothing to begin with. Oh, he's like, still making a career. Team <laughs> populism. He's like he's he's working at the Tony Blair War Crimes Institute, yeah. Yeah. writing <laughs> these nonsensical articles that then like every fucking you know. You, bougie pretend leftists will read and then be like oh, actually i'm the good socialist because i like markets and that's it no one seriously reads the atlantic <laughs> no like no they one. don't. no really like, they're all just fake subscribers reading it because it's fun they're all dentists and they <laughs> no, put them in like, the waiting like, room literally like it's, <laughs> it is such a like like the only like, like with all these magazines it's just an insular group of people who then can then talk about the recent article that they read in the atlantic to their fellow friends like the real maniacs read things like Foreign Policy magazine or like National Review and whatnot. The Atlantic has no like, at least in my opinion, com- like compared to the, the the conservative wage of quote unquote 
you know, Intelligentsia. These magazines are just for rich people in, in, in New York. Like, that's it. Like, Which is on the Atlantic. The, ah, ah, <laughs> it's always been that. Like, the magazine's never it's been... Oh, it's been, been on the Atlantic. The Atlantic has always been exactly that. It's been a magazine that you can read to pretend that you're smart. So you can like bring it up at a cocktail party because that's what you do a as, a, as a you know rich socialite. You it's interesting you say party. that because I was reading this article in the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> what was? Well, there it is, boys and girls and everyone else. All all. I cut that. All genders listening. <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> and that was another episode. That's Yasha Monk. That's Yasha Monk. Monk gang. That was another episode on primarily centrism. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, we should shout out just quickly that, yep. um, well, first of all, the Deutsche Wohnen uh, update, since we're updating all the, the shitty parts of our extended universe, we'll update the better parts too. The the Deutsche Wohnen und Co. and Eignen campaign uh, finished their first phase. They had way more signatures than they needed. <laughs> and okay. as a nice little coincidence, there's a rent freeze passed in Berlin for five years that is pissing off all of the right people and telling people and everyone screaming that you don't understand economics uh but it'll be good your rents can't go up for five years in berlin what's, the, yeah. what's the german for google venezuela <laughs> hmm? what's venezuela the german google. <laughs> <laughs> what's the joke <laughs> oh, okay, <yeah>. damn it <laughs> Unruined. i'll send it to the joke prison it's fine um yeah, and shout out to Melty Brains for letting us use their theme song, New Dawn. It's a banger. You can find it on Spotify. Oh, and if you want to like actually learn about uh, like a courageous anti-imperialist movement, there is a very good interview on RevLeft Radio with Alex Avina, a professor in the U.S., about the Sandinistas, and they actually it's actually informative and interesting. And actually, professor socialist. at where I went to university. Hell yeah, baby! Do you know ASU. who else is a baby? Do you know who else is yeah. a professor? Yeah, we gotta have like a professor duel, man. <laughs> oh, you would like Yeah, that'd be so insulting to uh, <laughs> no, no. Um yeah, also, um I don't know if we mentioned this before, just one last little thing. Uh uh if you caught us on Jack AM, thank you. Like we very much appreciate that. Um if you haven't, you can also go back in the back catalog. Um I don't remember what day we were on. It was it the Wednesday. 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 It was Wednesday. Wednesday the twelfth or thirteenth. The twelfth. That's the twelfth. Yeah. So if you want to see your your your, unfortunately it's just the boys because Yulia was in the hospital. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, we went on the show. They were they were very 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 kind. Um, we had a great time. And um, hopefully we could be on there again. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, yeah so end the episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll see y'all uh, next week. Bye. 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 Ciao.